A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Present. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present, the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, celebrating its 25th year found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a hempcrete fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren and an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hemp Present is musician and owner-operator of Paper and Leaf Cannabis on Bainbridge Island, Brendan Hill, who will be joining me in just about 120 seconds. After a human lifetime of Orwellian, draconian, scorched-earth pot policy, hell has apparently started to freeze over as the Iron Curtain of Canada's prohibition has developed some serious structural integrity issues. Four states and the District of Columbia have been able to breach prohibition's confines, with several more states likely poised to do the same. The cannabis landscape is finally changing, but these events have not taken place overnight, nor have we arrived at any kind of acceptable final destination. Back when we started the Seattle Hemp Fest in 1991, we were repeatedly told that pot prohibition was here to stay. People told us we were wasting our time, pissing in the wind in a Quixotic quest for something simply unattainable. Most of those who did not laugh at us simply ignored us. Now, after the reforms that have taken place here in Washington State, one ounce of cannabis has been decriminalized for Washington adults, and a boutique retail cannabis market is emerging as pot shops dot the landscape in many Pacific Northwest communities. New words like decarboxylated, terpene, and cannabinoid have been introduced into the national lexicon as a global illicit underground lifestyle begins an ascent into the light of legality. Free market dynamics are already at play as the price of a gram of pot continues to plummet below 
black market prices as pot shop owners struggle to stay informed and compliant with the state's ever-evolving regulations, which seem to change with the direction of the political winds. Producers, processors, packagers, and retailers operate daily in a federally illegal, arguably state-legal industry that has already generated $47 million in Washington State excise taxes in 2016, and the year's not even half over. Personally, as dissatisfied as I may be with my state's version of pot legalization, which includes the partial destruction of medical marijuana in exchange for easy tax revenues and an absurd, ridiculous seed-to-sale regulatory tracking system, I'm very thankful for the recreational stores, even though I prefer the term adult personal use over the word recreational. These retail operations prove that cannabis is a gateway substance, a gateway to economic recovery, as cannabis provides a vibrant and abundantly lucrative emerging growth industry while helping to build a more just and equitable society. These retail cannabis stores are creating jobs, serving the needs of their communities, generating commerce, and reinforcing the diverse fabric of our society by providing harm reduction alternatives to street drugs or toxic addictive, cost prohibitive pharmaceutical substances. Brendan Hill is the co-owner and operator of just one of these fine establishments. Paper and Leaf Cannabis Store on Bainbridge Island, Washington is located in an industrial office park five miles from the Bainbridge Island Ferry Dock. Featuring low-hanging lamps, wood-paneled glass, stools at the center of the store, and an elmwood table the length of a limousine, Paper and Leaf offers products that include a tincture called Deep Sleep from the Fairwinds Company, a salve called Muscle Melt by Ethos Extract, and pot-infused lollipops without the stick called Magic Pebbles from Magic Kitchen. When Brennan's not selling cannabis to the adult masses, he engages his other identity as the founding drummer for the mightily revered blues rock jam band Blues Traveler, as well as Stolen Ogre and other musical projects. Blues Traveler's many-year career includes founding the Horde Festival, having one of the longest charting singles ever with the song Runaround, winning a Grammy Award, and eventually selling over 10 million albums. Brennan has taken time away from his projects to join me today in the Hempresent virtual studio, and it, it was it was really something getting this going today, so it's going to be a great show. Welcome, Brendan Hempresent on Cannabis Radio. Thank you very much, Vivian. It's really a pleasure to be here, and... Uh, Boy, I, I agree with everything you just <laughs> said in your introduction, and uh, I'm just so glad we have a, a voice in the radio world that is um, saying it in such a profound way. I think the, uh, the markets will actually improve, and I think states which have not yet legalized it for adult use are, seeing, are watching carefully, Washington and Colorado, Oregon and Alaska, and I think, you know, as difficult uh, start as it was. I think we're, you know, the store that I, I helped to uh, create, Paper and Leaf, is just one example of trying to break the stigma of the, you know, 30 or 40 years of, you know, terrible drug policy. And I think we are, we're on our way to seeing the, the whole tide turn. I think um, I'm just glad to be part of the frontier. Yeah, I completely agree with, with all of that. I think we're on our way as well. And and I just want to start off personally on behalf of all of us long-haired, tie-dyed, dreadlocked music aficionado types everywhere. I just want to thank you so much for all the amazing transcendent music. I'm a huge fan, and your mainstream fans can thank you on their own. I'm sure there's millions of them as well. You've been a very successful Grammy Award-winning musician. Now you're the owner, uh, co-owner, I believe, of a retail cannabis store, Paper and Leaf, on Bainbridge Island here in Washington State. What made you decide to take the foray from rock and roll over to the retail cannabis business, granted that it's really not a very far stretch between the two? Exactly. Well, you know, for me, you know, I'm a musician, and I've been around cannabis my whole life. I think Blues Traveler, part of, you know, the way we learned how to play our instruments and part of the 
just, you know, is integral to our sound and our creativity. So, you know, I'm no stranger to cannabis and the wonderful creative uh, effects that it can provide. But I also feel like there has been, you know, such a stigma put to the plant. And it just seemed ridiculous that there are people being put, you know, in jail for small amounts all over the country. And, you know, as we drive around around the country, it'd be like, you know, we've got a score from, you know, the local guy. And it just, everything felt, uh, everything about it just felt a little bit kind of dirty. And I think when my partner, Steve Kessler, and I saw that the, 502, Initiative 502, was happening in 2013, and that there was going to be one retail license available on Bainbridge Island, uh, where we live, which is a small island about the size of Manhattan, but about 25,000 people live on the island. Everything from affluent doctors, lawyers, to, you know, just working class people. But we really wanted to have the one store on the island and do it in a way which basically wasn't kind of sketchy. And it basically was a chance for us to use our artistic values and create this space which presents the product like any other, like a boutique wine shop or any other place without the high price tag. You know, one of one of our goals was to take the product from behind the counter where a lot of places, you know, sort of still keep it back there and you can only access it once you've purchased it. And we put it into these really uh, beautiful boxes and sort of displayed it like an art gallery. And so we took a pallet wood and, uh, you know, and glass and, and sort of made them into the, these like kind of little design and display boxes. And so each of the growers that we have in the store, and I think we have over 30 growers represented, each gets their own little box. And it's a little display thing where they can have their particular branding. And you can see, you know, with these, you know, high you know, intensity LED lights, you can see the the trichomes just kind of glittering and you can see the, you know, the packaging in the bud and how carefully these growers have been, have meticulously kind of manicured them. So it's this beautiful product and you can see how much care was taken in growing it and it was harvested, harvested at just the exact right moment. And so we took a lot of care and when we opened last July, I think the community, which was, you know, hesitant, uh, might be a good word, at having a retail shop on the island, they were hesitant at first, but I think after seeing the way that we kind of presented it, they just saw, they sort of took a deep breath and sighed and said, okay, this is, this is okay. And I'm glad they did it this way. And we have groups of people coming in, tourists from all over the country, and they are not to tour own horn, but just like they come in, they say, ah, oh, this is what I want in my community. And this is what I want in my state. Why can't I have this? And I think... When, whenever one of those people goes back to their home state, they can say, you know what, I, I saw how, you know, the future and uh, the next time the ballot comes up, you know, maybe we've, we change them one vote at a time. That was one of the main reasons why Steve, myself, decided to do it was because we wanted it to be done right. And it's been really exciting. It's been, you know, a lot of risks. Obviously, the federal government could shut us down at any moment. So there's always those kind of sleepless nights. Well, we've put so much into this, and uh, you know, what if what if we get a call just saying it's all over? But I think you know it was worth the risk and to the rewards of seeing people their expressions when they come into the store, and you know the medicinal patients which are coming in, and we're having more and more products that are available that we can offer. We can't give medical advice yet. We do have our medical endorsement, which is coming in July, and we'll have a doctor on staff. And one of our, you know, well, Steve, Steve and myself, um, you know, Steve used uh, medical cannabis 
for five or six years after a um, you know an operation went kind of awry for him. And uh, and so he is a huge proponent of medical cannabis and the wonderful effects, the anti-inflammation uh, properties, as well as you know the gastronomical, the CBGs, which he uses um, used daily and still does. And so you know for us the goal was to create first the adult access paper and leaf, and now when we get our medic- medicinal endorsement in July, we'll have sort of a med- paper and leaf RX which will be kind of the medicinal side, and we're so excited about that. I am speaking with Brendan Hill of Paper and Leaf. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws. Hear a word from our sponsors and be right back. We're just getting started with Brendan Hill from Blues Trapper and Paper and Leaf. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Northwest Alternative Health, Eugene's premier medical marijuana clinic, is proud to sponsor the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. Are you prepared for the changes in the recreational and medical marijuana markets? The OMB presents the state's top industry experts, along with over 40 exhibitors, and features a keynote by Dr. Carl Hart. Also, tickets include a celebrity interview and private after-party with the one and only Tommy Chong. Join us Sunday, April 24th at the downtown Eugene Hilton, and be a part of Oregon's fastest-growing industry. Check out OregonMBC.com for more details. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Mentions the Stoner Jesus Show podcast on cannabisradio.com. And don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well. But words are my shit. The Stoner Jesus Show, live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Or find the Stoner Jesus Show podcast on demand at CannabisRadio.com and StonerJesus.net. Peace, bitches. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with Brendan Hill. Brendan, when you opened Paper and Leaf Cannabis, how challenging did you find the permitting and licensing process to be? These regulations seem to be always changing and very draconian with this seed-to-sale madness that treats cannabis like it's plutonium. How hard was it? What advice would you have for someone thinking of opening up a rec store in a legal state? Yeah, it, it was challenging. You know, There was a lottery here. Actually, today is the anniversary of the lottery about two years ago, and which was a little bit crazy, I think, because you had, you know, pretty much everyone and their uncle throwing in their name, and there was no real merit-based system for who was going to get the licenses. And so it took a while for the LCB or the Liquor Cannabis Board to sort through all of those addresses and all of those people to find out if they were qualified financially, if they'd had any felonies other than, you know, marijuana uh, possession felonies. So it took a while for them to sort through all that. And in the meantime, people were, you know, holding on to these leases, the people that were the good players who had property control, who had the good financial, financial, you know, background and everything. It took a while, so up to six months to get through 
some of the lottery winners that weren't good players. And so I think, you know, there were a lot of people that were would have been great players um, were kind of missed out just because of the luck of the draw. So my partner Steve and I, we came third in the lottery here on Bainbridge. And so we had to wait almost, I think it was six, seven months before we actually were able to sort of come to terms with the number one lottery winner. And we kind of you know, came to a mutual agreement with them. And so we were able to open up. Uh, and I think it was, you know, that was a lot of stress and a lot of red tape. tape. Um, the city had to go through its basically, you know, where they wanted it. And so we basically were put up in a um, industrial business industrial zone, which, you know, is not necessarily the best. You know, you don't have sort of foot traffic, but it is actually works out pretty well because, you know, you, you have, we can basically be our own little identity up there. And we've got neighbors that don't really mind. And so we can do our own thing up there. But I'd say for anybody, you know, trying to enter in, location is the most important thing. You know, you want to make sure you stay away from parks and schools because there's the coal coal guideline or coal memo, which just says that they don't want to have it near many federal lands or public schools or anything like that, daycares and such. So just pick your location and then apply and, you know, follow the rules and just make sure that you have all your ducks in a row when, when the time comes. And usually there will be a limit to the number of licenses. And so if you find that you're not necessarily the only one looking at that spot, maybe it's time to kind of partner up with somebody and maybe together you can come up with, you know, an even better business plan. Maybe I'm wrong, but you all have some Blues Traveler song titles that I think would make some great strain names. I mean, I'd smoke Canadian Rose, I'd smoke Run Around, Crash and Burn, Sweet Pain, or Crystal Flame. I mean, I'll take two grams of Crash and Burn and an eighth of Canadian Rose. Are you rocking any of those strain names yet, man? We are thinking ever, about it. The you Black ever thought about it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And I think that's, you know, we've, we've had some really great partnerships with, with growers. Obviously, there's got to be a line between the the processors and the retailers here, but we have made some great partnerships with growers who are growing strains. But we've asked them, you know, we want high CBD. You get some trademark problems with the trademark issues with a record company or something. I don't think so. Uh, has, know, has anybody ever told you? Has anybody ever told you they confuse "Runaround" with a song "All for You" by Sister Hazel? Yeah, definitely. You ever yeah. heard that? That's, that's, we have heard that. There's a They're lot of, two you know, completely John, different songs. I don't get it. <laughs> well, Tan says, you know, it's basically La Bamba, you know, rewritten. And uh, then I'm just, you know, you're one, four, five. And so there's no, nothing's new in music except for, um, you know, putting it together in a certain way. But, oh, um, ain't that, yeah, the only, gonna, thing, new, the only thing new in music is the hairstyle. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, the drum beats are usually the same. And, and uh, as a drummer, I'm glad to see there's some good players out there. You know, there was a time when we first started out when it was, you know, kind of boy bands and a lot of just, you know, electronic drums. And it's good to see that uh, bands are now being forced to go out on the road because record sales aren't quite what they used to be. And so you're right. seeing these bands that actually can play, and it's really well, good. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Billy Cobham guy, just so you know. Uh, oh, man, Billy Cobb and Spectrum. A, what a great a, album. Yep, Billy yep. Cobb and Michael Wald and all those guys, man. I, I was raised on the, on the uh, traps as well. So oh, yeah. back to the... Back to the more uh, boring stuff. State taxes on pot sales are now applied only on the transaction between retail and customer at 37%, plus the standard 
0.5% sales tax, which means that nearly half of every dollar, I think 46% spent on cannabis goes to the state of Washington. Since pot's still federally legal, you're not allowed to deduct any expenses like rent or payroll. Is that a fair, reasonable, and sustainable tax burden for your business model? I'd say no. <laughs> I think, you know, Steve and I, when we started out, it was July of last year, about one, two or three, we opened about two, three weeks after they changed it from the 25% surcharge on each level, processor to uh, grower to processor to retailer. So we kind of lucked out in that because at least with this new system, the 37% and the state sales tax are not accounted for as profit by the IRS. But yeah, 45% of every sale is just goes straight to the state of Washington. And then what's left over is basically the only thing that we can deduct is our cost of goods. And, you know, we are competing with the black market still. You know, I can see that it's shipping away where, you know, every day people coming in, they're saying, you know, that their their old guys, you know, kind of dried up a little bit. And it's good to see that we are, you know, in a way winning if you can say, you know, in those terms. But I think rescheduling it to a Schedule 3 is, or just taking it completely off the scheduling. Yeah, um, we need deschedule, I, I think, yeah. Like like yeah, tobacco and alcohol. If tobacco and alcohol can kill so many people and be off the schedule to come on, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, right now it's we're no at brain. the same level, if not higher, as heroin. Um, I mean, even heroin has medicinal benefits, at least according to the uh, FDA, because, you know, you have all the morphines and those kind of things, which are used for pain relief. So, I mean, I, I just think it's ridiculous that marijuana is still, um, you know, classified as a Schedule 1. I think yeah. it's going to change, and I'm just hoping, you know, really, you know, everyone should get out there and vote this coming election and make sure that we have somebody in there that is going to vote for the kind of policies that we all know should be in place. Yep, yep. Hold your nose and vote to block if need be. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree that things are changing, and I think that descheduling is the answer. And I think that we're on our way to getting cannabis off the Controlled Substances Act entirely. Brendan, we got time for another couple questions here before the break. What, if anything, has your many years in the rock and roll industry, a blues traveler, etc., taught you that has kind of helped you in your transition to a retail cannabis store owner and operator? Is there anything unique to the music industry that you think has kind of primed you to do this weird new business? Well, you know, as a, as a musician, you know, it's all about the performance and, you know, especially for a band like ours, Blue Traveler, where, you know, each show is different and we write different set lists and we're performing kind of like on a tightrope, like the dead had that thing, you know, without a net where, you know, you want to take chances and you want to perform something that's going to be unique to each performance. And so, you know, there's a lot of improvisation. And, you know, my whole life has been basically on a stage performing. And I think for when I transitioned into this, um, you know, a lot of the same things applied, which was, you know, being out there, being on the, the sales floor and just talking to people and, you know, treating everybody you know, and that's one of the things that Paper and Mace does is we have sort of a concierge service where we pair the person to the strain that they're looking for rather than just having it be a numbers game like, okay, the THC level on this one's 26%, so it's going to be hard hitting. It's like, you know, you can do it that way, but I'd much prefer to sort of start off a conversation like, hey, how's it going? You know, what are you looking for? What's, you know, what's your... What's the thing that you're you're lacking, or what you know you're looking for an indica or sativa or something that's going to be upbeat, or and you just start a conversation. And if the person knows exactly what they want and they I just want the strongest sativa, then 
of course you can point him to it and then we take him over to the box and we say, here it is, you know, and, and it's, uh, that's easy. But when you actually get in, involved with somebody and you pair them with the product that you think will be right for them, then they come back and they're like, oh, I love that. Now, you know, this is what I want to try now. And, and you just kind of create that relationship. And I think that's what's been missing a lot with, you know, cannabis is just talking about the product in a way that's not all about getting stoned or getting totally baked or, you know, it's not about just getting completely zonked. It's about having the experience, which, you know, like a, a writer would, who has a little bit of writer's block, you know, if you give them like just the right sativa, like a UK cheese or something that we have, it's like they, you know, all of a sudden, you know, ideas could come to them and they get the flow and then they're off and writing. It's, it's like those kind of stories that you want to promote and you want to, get involved with people's lives and make them feel like, okay, this is my corner store and they care about me and they actually remember me. And, and so everyone gets kind of a, you know, like the cheers wave, like norm, you know, when they come in. And so it's, uh, it's really fun to be on the sales floor as well as, you know, choosing the products we're going to be bringing in. I mean, there's so many growers out there that are coming up with new strains and asking for our advice of what people are looking for we are speaking with Brendan Hill. We're going to take another quick pause, listen to a word from our sponsors, and be right back on HemPresent for our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us HemPresent. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber Vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. I'm Radical Russ Belville, inviting you to join me every weekday on CannabisRadio.com for the Russ Belville Show. It's the NPR of POT. We bring you the latest marijuana headlines, cannabis analysis, drug war data, activist interviews, radical rants, and your live calls. Join me every weekday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, live only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back with the final questions for Brendan Hill from Paper Leaf on Bainbridge Island. So, Brendan, you know, in, in our society, celebrity is really our royalty, and rock and roll is practically a religion for many of us. How does it feel to know that your music has touched the hearts and minds of literally millions of stony, iry music lovers? I mean, Blues Traveler, you guys are mythic. Does it all seem like some crazy dream, or is it all going according to your master plan? Oh, man, it's been 30 years of just being able to live the dream. So many people come up and say, you know, you affected my life. You know, this is the summer of when I was in high school. You know, Run Around came out. And so it's just it's so wonderful to be able to do something for your whole career that makes people happy and have a good time. 
So I'm just I'm really pleased with with the way things are working out. Thank you. Unfortunately, we only have a few more minutes. How can people find out more about Paper and Leaf, and what can we expect from Blues Traveler this summer? Blues Traveler's going out on tour. We'll be out all summer. We've got a nice package tour coming out in August. But to find out more about Paper and Leaf, go to paperandleaf.com. We also have a free shuttle from the, the Bainbridge Ferry Terminal and anywhere on Bainbridge Island. And also we have Cannabis 101 classes, which you can learn more and more about cannabis, terpenes, and everything that this program is all about. Brendan Hill, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for all the great music and tunes and, and this great resource you're providing to our community with Paper and Leaf in Bainbridge Island. Best of luck on all your endeavors, man. Thank you very much, Brendan. Nice to talk to you. All right. Take care. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of him presented on CannabisRadio.com, and it's the quote of the week, and here it is. We whipped into a little jam. It lasted two and a half hours. When we finally quit, nobody said a word, man. Everybody was speechless. It really frightened the shit out of everybody. That was the late Dwayne Allman speaking of the first time the Allman Brothers Band jammed together. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Email me at hemppresent at gmail.com. I want to thank my power people in the control room, Hannah and Brasco, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for more cannabis confabulation and reefer repartee with some hempy hero on a journey to justice because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and toke it easy. And don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Planets, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! THC! Sweet sativa! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.